Welcome back to the Adventure Podcast. I've been thinking lately about how some apps are popular for a bit and people use them and then get kind of bored with them. But other apps really seem to form a sense of community and their users never get sick of them. So with the topic of community building for startups in my mind, I sought out John Coates, the creator of Flex and Flex 2, because I think he's done a really good job fostering community. But first, I have more marketing news for you today. Dick's Sporting Goods has a new 60-second spot featuring five Olympics and Paralympics contenders who also happen to be Dick's employees. The Pittsburgh-based Dick's employs nearly 200 U.S. Olympic and Paralympic contenders across 35 different sports. So for this ad, these you five of these people showing them training for the Olympics. It's pretty inspiring seeing them going through all the tough moves. They've also promised they'll have more original content coming between now and the games, and they're donating $1,000 to select youth sports organizations for every medal Team USA wins. From what I've seen on the comments online, people are reacting to this ad extremely positively. They find it very inspiring, and they're really feeling a connection with the brand. So let's look into why this works. First of all, they're using real people from the stores. They're not hiring actors to pretend to be training for the Olympics. These are actual people training and they're store employees. So if you find these people inspiring, you may also find Dick's inspiring as they're connected to it. Similar to how Hollister uses their employees in their ads and marketing. If you think that those people are attractive and it makes you want to buy their clothing, and you know that these are people who work in the stores, it may make you also want to work in the stores and shop in the stores, making them more money. This ad is also very inclusive. It would have been really easy just to feature people training for the Olympics and not Paralympics, but they're really showing that all of their employees are very motivating and they're all working towards something exciting. And finally, the timing of the ad is interesting. The Olympics are still five months away, so why do it so early? Well, think about it like Christmas. People keep advertising sales for Christmas earlier and earlier. Because people love Christmas, they get very excited for it, and it's good to play off that excitement. People also get very excited about the Olympics. So for the Olympic enthusiasts, if you're the first one to bring it up and show that you also have excitement for that, they're really going to be grateful. This also gives them time not just to do the solo commercial, but as mentioned before, they're going to be showing more original content. So they'll really be able to build up, show us more and more people, more events that they're training for. And as the enthusiasm builds for the Olympics, the enthusiasm might also build for dicks. All in all, these seem like very good strategies that you can adopt in your own marketing. So instead of hiring an actor for your commercial, maybe use an employee and make sure to mention that they're an actual employee of the company. That way, everything feels very genuine. It'll be very interesting to see if their future ads using the same angle get such positive reactions from audiences. I have a feeling that they will. I'm here with John Coates, creator of Flex. How's it going, John? Good, good. How are you, Hannah? I'm really good. I'm very excited. This is my first in-person interview for the podcast. I'm really excited, too. So a lot of things I'd love to talk to you about today, but I know I have a limited amount of time. 
So first, let's give people a bit of background. Can you tell us about Flex a bit? I know you have a lot of things you've created, but Flex seems to be the most popular. Okay, yeah. Flex is an app for the iPhone that lets you modify other apps you have installed. So for example, one popular thing is if you have Snapchat, you can download a patch that uh, lets you view them indefinitely. Another one is uh, if you travel a lot, um, there is someone created a patch that lets you get into um, the VIP clubs at, uh, at airports. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's just any, anything you can think of. There's over 26,000 different patches. They're all created by the users of the app. So I don't actually create any of them. I've created three of them, to be honest. <laughs> um, but the rest of the 26,000 are, are all, all user generated. So do these users have a background in coding and things like that? Is that how they're able to create these patches? It used to be that the only way you could do this was if you had extensive knowledge in coding and disassembly and hacking. But I, I saw that if, if people understood the basic concepts of, of how to modify apps, that they could do these things themselves without any coding knowledge. So I made Flex for everyone who has never looked at a piece of code in their life. And it enables just about anyone to, to make the, the patches and modifications that they want to do. So I could go on it and I would be able to make a patch even though I have no experience in coding? Oh yeah, I have a tutorial up on YouTube where you can make a patch in 30 seconds. Wow, that's, that's pretty fast. It's, the, it's that fast. It's that quick. So then when they're on it, do they just kind of search for like Snapchat and things they want like that? Yeah. It shows a default listing of all the apps you have installed and you just browse through all the different patches. I think Snapchat must have a few dozen uh, different patches in itself. Um, but other than that, you can also do a search or you can do a listing of all the apps that we had modifications for. Although that's quite huge, it's numbering in the thousands. <laughs> so maybe not the best list to check out. No, no, you probably want to do the search. Or we have a most popular section, we have a recent section. Okay, and there's Flex and Flex 2 that are out right now, correct? Yeah, Flex, uh, the original came out three years ago and then Flex 2 came out two years ago and that's the most recent version. And these have been pretty popular. What do you owe the popularity to? What's different from other apps with this? Well, there is no other app with this. <laughs> so that might have a little to do with it. Other than that, I would say that the great community uh, is really what, what makes this shine. It's not so much that I created an amazing product. It's more like I started uh, an amazing environment where a community could flourish and that's that's what's led to tens of thousands of people creating patches and contributing them and and some people have just dozens and and some patches have just tens of thousands of downloads it's it's really amazing so how did you create this kind of community and when you say community do you mean that you're very in touch with the users or that the users are very in touch with each other i would say both i try to uh I try to be active on, on Twitter and on Reddit and 
uh, within the community itself, but really, um, really the, the people are in touch with each other. Uh, I, each patch can have a description and a lot of users put their Twitter on there, they uh, put their emails on there, they put their iMessage on there so you can text them um, if something's wrong with their patch, if it needs to be updated. And people are normally pretty good about uh, keeping them updated also. Um, there was a Reddit that was created. Actually, I didn't, I didn't even create it, but the community kind of just came around and uh, created it. And I now link to it from my Twitter. And uh, yeah, I, I, try to, uh, I, I try to foster that, that feeling of community uh, as, as much as I can. Yeah, you don't really see that with all apps. Like a lot of apps, you connect with your friends, but you don't really connect with strangers as much like that. Do you think it's important to connect with people you don't immediately know? Yeah, I think that that's what's so great about the internet. It's It brings people closer who share interests that not that you, you wouldn't find necessarily uh, close in a geographical sense. So it's like, if you could have, if you could find people from anywhere in the world who share whatever sort of obscure interest that you have, that's the internet. It makes, it makes it great for connecting like that. Yeah, that makes sense because I guess I'm thinking right now, Snapchat, things like that, if you were the only person in your friend group to have something like that, it's kind of useless because you don't really use it with like strangers, but something like that, it doesn't matter who makes the patch. If you want that patch, you're just happy that it's there. Exactly. Snapchat is great for bringing people you know uh, closer to you and, and just bringing your friend group closer in a way. Whereas Flex is more like bringing you closer to people who you don't know, but who are interested in the same obscure kind of topic that you're interested in. Wait, so are you required to share the patches you create with other people? Or do people just tend to do that? Like, can you make a patch and not show it to anybody? Yeah, you can, you can make as many patches as you want on your, on your system. And um, uploading is uh, completely optional. You don't have to have an account. Um, a lot of people share, don't share it on Flex itself, but share it like offline. Um, there's, there's even a hacked version of Flex that <laughs> that has its own, uh, its its own server for sharing that, that someone managed, someone managed to reverse engineer um, how how my server works, and they created their own server. So there's even that. <laughs> So what do you think is motivating people to share all their patches? Is it just because they want to show off good work or are you somehow motivating them to share everything? How do you think that's happening? I think a certain amount of it is that if you create something, you kind of have a natural inclination to share it because it might be useful to someone else. And once you get, uh, that, that sort of feedback that people are liking it and you see um, a download count going up and, and you see it maybe possibly going into the thousands, it, it's very satisfying. So I think that, uh, I think people share because they find enjoyment in, in the goodwill of helping out other people. 
Yeah, I guess you'd feel a sense of ownership to anything you create and to see how many people it's helping must be really amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a definite sense of pride and, and, and ownership there. I know I feel like that when I'm blogging and I have an article that gets a lot of views or a lot of comments or something like that, I feel really proud like I'm helping people as opposed to one that doesn't get as much attention. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a similar platform um, platform concept as, as, a, as a blogging platform. Do you think it discourages people that they don't make money when they share their patches? Or is it possible to make money by that? Some people take donations. I've heard of uh, one person has made as much as $500. Um, I don't think that it discourages people at all. In fact, I, I think the opposite. I think if you were to involve money in, uh, in creating these, these patches and sharing them, I think it would take some of the value away from it and it would stop you from spending as much time uh, creating them as, as you would want to. Um, and, w and when I first started off in the, in, in making uh, apps and uh, patches, I just always would release for free. So I, I, I think if anything, money would not help. And when someone creates a patch, is there just one version of that? Like, is it kind of not like patented, but like they see like, oh, someone's made it and no one else creates the same one? Or do you find people are always improving other people's designs? Well, there is uh, improvement. We don't allow outright copying because then uh, that's just duplication. But if someone, um, for example, removes ads from an app, but they don't remove all of the ads, and then someone else can can make uh, a patch based on that other patch, but that fully removes all of the ads. And we do check for uh, duplication and don't allow that. So if you're the first person to make a cool patch and then you make another cool one, is it possible to kind of make a name for yourself? Like, are there certain names that people might go and recognize like, oh, they make really good patches. I wanna see what else they do. Oh, definitely, especially around the Reddit community, which is where um, most of the the active users congregate. There, there's that feeling, and there's there's uh, there's a few people who create just dozens of patches, and they create patches that aren't even for themselves. They create patches for other people that are requested, and for apps that they sometimes can't even access. Like there was. Uh, there was one app that wasn't allowing access to people who were jailbroken, but is only available in uh, the UK. And one of the most active users on Flex created a patch to override that, even though he didn't have the TV service required to use the app, and he didn't reside in the UK, so he didn't <laughs> he couldn't even test it himself. But he went through with his knowledge and uh, and created that patch. And, and people were very grateful. You said you saw that on Reddit, right? Yeah, on the, there's a, a subreddit called Flex Tweak, and that's the official uh, subreddit of uh, Flex. And I, again, I didn't create it, but I, I deemed it official because that's, that's where people were congregating. Yeah, it seems like you've mentioned Reddit a couple times. Do you think that's one of the main places your users kind of formed a community? Oh, definitely. I mean, the Jailbreak subreddit, um, has over a hundred thousand users and uh, 
I think is is probably the biggest community of um, iPhone jailbreak users, and and since Flex is a, a jailbreak only app, it's uh, it's been one of our greatest sources and allies, and one of the best ways to foster uh, community. So, do you think the community would be the same if you had created the subreddit yourself, or do you think the fact that someone else created it gave it more credibility? And it's less like you advertising your app. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I definitely think that the outpouring of support from the community uh, has been essential and crucial. And and, and m most of Flex wouldn't be possible without, without the community. And the fact that I'm not the one making these patches, but it's like just regular people. Um, and making not the patches, only the patches, but things like the subreddit, um, or posting about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's truly a sort of word of mouth. So I'm wondering how someone can form that community. So let's say they realize that Reddit's a really great place for communities because there's so many people on it who are very involved in what they talk about but maybe no one's made a subreddit for them. Would you recommend they make one for themselves? And if so, how do they sound not so much like an advertisement, but like someone who really wants to foster a community for other people's good use? I would suppose that, first of all, their product has to kind of lend itself to uh, a community. So if you're like an advertising agency, you're probably not going to make a subreddit for yourself because then you're just trying to get clients. But if you're an advertising agency that has a product that helps other people advertise easily, then you're sort of, you're giving something that it doesn't necessarily profit you. So I think, I think one of the, one of the reasons that, uh, flex became so widespread is because uh, I would give free copies away to anyone who would go to my website. Um, and even though it's sold for $4 on the, on the jailbreak store, anyone who wanted to have the beta version, they were able to access it for um, about a year and a half. And, and then th that, that really showed that I wasn't in it for the money. And I, and I never really went and advertised uh, I was always open to, uh, to feedback and, uh, bug reports and I'd always try to be active with that. So I think as long as you're transparent and honest, you won't have any trouble coming across as someone who is advertising and, and, and only interested in themselves. Well, I think it helps too on your Twitter. So I follow you on Twitter and a lot of people... When they tweet, they just, let's say they were you, they'd just be like, Flex 3 coming out soon and give a bunch of updates like that. But on your Twitter, first of all, you seem to highlight other people a lot. Why, why do you highlight other people so much? I see a lot of like, thank you to this person for creating something. Why do you think that's important? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, someone uh, messaged me just like five days ago and I had, I had just announced like a, a new product. And they said, hey, like, I, I saw your announcement of your new product and 
I really would like to design a logo for it. Like something just popped in my mind and they sent over a logo to design. And, um, and, uh, and I, and, and I gave them some feedback and, and over a few iterations they, they designed this great logo for me. And of course I gave them credit for that. Um, gave them a shout out on Twitter, but it's, it's that sort of thing. It's like, when you're a part of a community, you want to highlight other people. You, you, you're like you're proud of other people in your community, and you kind of want to spread the word. So, as people become invested in you, or you become a, well, as you become invested in other people, they become invested in you. So, so it's definitely the it's just, it's just goodwill, really. It's it's not about like looking out for what you want. It's about goodwill towards the community, and, and again, if you have that, if you have goodwill and honesty, it just it just kind of forms around you. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Kind of what you're putting out, you're gonna get back. Exactly. Um, I noticed too. You always have a lot of quotes on your Twitter. Are those from a certain source? Uh, I think you read a lot of books. Are you reading anything good right now? Uh, yeah, I do read a lot of books. I mostly focus on what I'm missing. So. If I'm feeling like uh, unmotivated or like I haven't been uh, working on uh, a task much, I, I kind of try to read something motivating or something gritty. So I kind of always have five or six books going on at once. Um, and, and what I read just varies from day to day, uh, depending on what I feel I'm lacking. Okay, excellent. Any recommendations of something really good you're reading right now? Um, let's see, reading right now. Um, I've been reading How Children Succeed by, oh geez, I'm pretty sure it's Paul, Paul, Paul Tuff, I'm pretty sure. Um, and, it, and it's great because I, I was looking for something about grit actually because I saw this great TED talk by Angela Duckworth where she talks about one of the major factors to success is grit. So when I feel like I need, I mean, I, I was feeling uh, last week like I needed some some help in in pulling 10 hour days of, uh, of just working straight and, and being able to go through a week. So I've, I've been reading that to kind of motivate myself to to be able to do that. And it's 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 been great, illuminating and uh, and mostly science based, which I really enjoy. I, any book that's just really focuses on the science instead of opinion I'm, I'm a big fan of i'm a big fan of that too i like it when they can prove it and show me examples and even if there's not like a hundred percent evidence from something because you know studies aren't a hundred percent true it can say in this example this is what happened the books aren't always about design or app development things like that but do you think they still help you towards that oh yeah i mean I think I think that to really be successful in uh, every pursuit that you try, you have to bring in knowledge from every place that you can, and and that kind of sort of uh, illuminates paths that you would have otherwise just been completely blind to. Yeah, yeah, and books like that can be really inspiring when you have different goals for the future that you're working on. So. What are, what are some of your new projects? What can we be looking forward to? And how is how are communities involved in those? All right, so um, my next big project is called Monolith. And 
<laughs> Actually, I, I kind of like, I kind of really got inspired by uh, this other book I read that, that talked about actually about forming a sort of community, about having, about maximizing um, what your users get out of your product. And it talked about, you need to guide them past where they are now, and maybe even past where your product is. Um, so I, I've always seen the limits of Flex because it is such a, a tool that's made um, to bring simplicity to the creation of these patches. So I wanted to offer users a path beyond Flex. And so I started creating this, um, this product called Monolith, which is the next step beyond Flex. So once you find yourself limited by Flex, you build off uh, of that knowledge that you've gained and you get introduced into coding in a very simple, uh, in a very simple way. But once you have that, your power is increased exponentially. So that's what's coming up. And as far as community there, uh, I've already started um, building that and I've been posting on Twitter and actually that's what uh, that person made the, the logo for. Um, and, and people are really excited. I've been releasing uh, free bits and pieces of this product. It's, it's a large product that I've been working on for uh, the last two years. So I'm, I'm really excited to get that uh, rolling out and, to, and really to, to start forming community around it. Yeah, I was just thinking as you were saying, the users might be feeling kind of limited and that they need more, that there must be a way that you found out about that. So do you find that having a community makes it easier to get feedback from users? Because a lot of people pay a lot of money to get feedback from users. Do you find that it's more easy for you? Yeah, you know, it's it's so much feedback that it's really hard to filter through. I mean, my my inbox is, is constantly... Uh, it's constantly full. There's there's just people always emailing me. Um, there's w whenever I ask for uh, feature requests, there's I'm I'm inundated <laughs> in feature requests. It's it's a blessing and, uh, and and it can be it can be overwhelming at times. And you have a lot of beta testers too, right? Yeah, I mean at, at the most I've had sixty thousand people beta testing. Which, uh, which is great for finding bugs. And when you have that many people, you feel really confident pushing out a release. Yeah, so is there anything else you'd like to mention to us today? Any advice for people beginning new startups? Just anything you'd like to tell us? I would have to say that I would not start a business or a project today without focusing on building a community. I find it to be really important and I find that the people that get involved in your projects because of your integrity and your honesty and your transparency are the best kind of people and I depend on these people every day. I mean, I have a, a, a moderator for Flex that's been working uh, the last year and has, uh, has approved tens of thousands of patches and 
and approved and rejected and and they do it every day and they I completely depend on them and, and they do it uh, for free because they do it as a service to the community and that's the kind of thinking that I want that's the kind of dedication that I want and that's the kind of dedication that I try to give lead by example that's what they always tell you to do absolutely so the advice is start building a start building a community right from the beginning that's not something you can just add on later uh i'd say i'd say fostering a community from the beginning is is the way to go excellent advice well thank you so much for talking with me today it was my pleasure thanks for listening everybody make sure to check back later because i have many more interesting interviews coming up and a lot of topics i think you'll be interested in hearing about Thanks, and I'll talk to you later.